steadily because I've, I've brought along um, some of my favourite people. Um, this, is, this is the clown and the rag doll. And see, this is why I'm feeling silly. And a frog for those that aren't here that says, on one side I need love and on the other side kiss me. And on the tape I've got lots of little odds and ends which will explain themselves as we go along. Uh, th this talk was put together in rather a hurry, as Nigel said, because Les was uh, unable to come. And so I was given the title, The Secret Garden, The Way of the Heart, yesterday. Mm. And uh, luckily I've... It must have been meant, because every book I picked up today opens up uh, on this theme. Like this book I've never read before, called Talks with St. Francis, which uh, is, a talk belonging to, is, a, is a book belonging to Christopher's grandmother. It's been gone over quite a few years. And I opened it up on this page that said, it's a book of the channelings from St. Francis. And it opened up on the introduction, and it says, When it was agreed I should speak to this world once more, we on this side had to search for the medium most suited to our needs. Then we discovered our little child, who was then in the Isle of Wight, where she had gone to rest from very strenuous and sacrificing work. I found her in a garden full of flowers, loving every one that she touched, smelled and picked. The birds were singing, for it was springtime. I found her in these surroundings that I in my earth life loved, amid quiet, peace, light and love. It was some time before we could train her mind to become receptive to our needs. She had suffered greatly, and while her faith and love for her Lord and King was strong, her belief in herself was very weak. It has taken many months to perfect her for our work on earth. There had been much sorrow in her life, and the heart had hidden and borne these sorrows and borne them alone. Her nature is naturally joyous, so we had to be very, very patient with her to restore the har harmonies of her soul. When she was ready for this work, we had to find help for her, and we now turned our attention to finding someone suitable to take down what the medium was saying. So, a lady came along and I thought, this is a strange answer to my prayer. Here I find shelter but no food or drink. What then can be my lesson? I prayed that my eyes should be open to the meaning of this and presently came the answer. You have asked for shelter, rest and food. I give you all three. Here you find shelter and that is fact. Search in faith and you will find food and rest. My little children, here is your lesson. And I'm not going to say anything else because, for the moment because I want to do a meditation on the secret garden. So, if anybody objects, then please don't, you know, only, only join in if you want to. So if you can make yourselves comfortable, please. With your bodies settled, 
and feeling comfortable. We quieten our minds. And we become aware of our breathing. Deep and slow from the solar plexus. Allowing each breath to be a little slower, a little deeper than the one before. On the out breath, breathing out and away from us, all negativity. And on the in breath, breathing in all that is spiritual good and loving and slowly we fill ourselves up with beautiful gold and light of love then we feel this light shining through us and around us until we become conscious that we are all surrounded in a ball of golden light. Now as we quieten our minds and our bodies and our breathing carries us in a wave and rhythm We send our thoughts down into our heart center. Sending our thoughts there until we can actually feel the warmth in our chests, in the area of our heart. Sending all our love feeling all our love there. In our heart center, we find a door, beautifully lit in gold light which we go through and we come out in the garden of an old rambling Victorian house looks rather grey and bleak has a rather formal atmosphere to it And we see a little child in the garden. She looks rather bored, rather fretful. She's kicking a stone and pulling at her apron, looking very fed up. 
and she wanders through the garden right down to the end of the garden where she finds that the gardener hasn't bothered down this end and it's been allowed to grow wild lots of weeds and brambles and long grass this looks more exciting so she pushes her way through jumps over things and through things and she finds a wall being curious she follows the wall around with her hands till she finds the gate the gate is locked but as she hunts around somewhere around her lifting something, moving something, peering over something she finds a golden key she opens the gate and goes in here is even more wildness here the overgrowth has been running wild and riotous for many many years it looks really exciting as if no one's been here since she can't imagine when <coughs> she explores all the nooks all the crannies touching smelling hearing the birds and the insects looking and looking Then in the small area of the garden she finds that this part has been cleared. Someone after all has been in here. Here it has been tended. Neat little rows of marigolds and sweet peas. Little miniature roses all sorts <coughs> of wondrous plants and arranged in such a wonderfully magical way the patterns fascinating stones As she stands and ponders over this surprise 
a little boy, rather scruffy, comes out of the brambles and the long grass. What are you doing here, he says. Got no business here. Very rough, very gruff. She asks him if she may stay and asks him what he's doing. Nobody wants this garden, he said. Nobody wants it. So I am caring for it, bit by bit. And out of the jumble and the tangle and the bristles and the thorns Life is flowing again. Forgetting her nice clean apron, forgetting her beautifully shiny shoes and her ribboned hair, she kneels on the grass and wants to help him. And together the two children Sharing the secret. Create beauty. You can watch them for a bit. See what it is that they do with this garden. Now the barriers have fallen and they've both relaxed and are shrieking with laughter and joy. And they're climbing the trees, hiding behind bushes, finding all sorts of treasures to bring out, to put in their beauty that they are developing. hands are muddy, their legs are scraped, the hair is all tangled now just like the weeds, buttons are torn off, pockets are ripped, they don't notice, they are totally engrossed in what they are doing totally enjoying creating beauty. The 
sun is now going down in the sky it's getting dusk little girl says I must go now it's my nanny will be calling for me to have tea I'll meet you here again tomorrow this is our secret this is our garden goes out of the gate locking it and putting the key back where she found it straightening her dress going back into the formal Victorian garden straightening her face looking demure walks back into the house for her tea Now you can leave the children there, knowing you can go into this garden any time you wish. To come back out through the golden door in your heart. Closing it with great love and reverence. opening your eyes and bringing yourself back to ordinary consciousness I'd like you just to sit quiet a moment and try to remember what you saw secret garden, the way of the heart, the way of the inner child, the inner child that we all were and we still are. Try to remember what your garden looked like, Victorian garden and the secret garden, what your children looked like, where you found the key, what you did what you touched what you smelt what you heard and the glorious sensations you felt as that child the freedom the joy hold on to those because those are your tools garden is like the Garden of Eden that we are told about and this is how it was with each of us before we were four five years old each child when it's born is totally sensual its senses are all 
very sensitive, very acute, picking up all sorts of messages from the new world in which he finds himself. At this age he knows, you know all two-year-olds know, don't they? Can't be told, and two-year-olds know everything. They feel everything. It's wonderful to be two. You found your feet and you can explore. Then, from the Garden of Eden, we experience the fall. And the fall is the mind of the intellect, the logic. My little child is told, No, you are wrong. No, there are no fairies. No, there's no monsters hiding behind the curtain. No, you can't go into the garden and make your hands dirty. Oh dear, you've torn your new dress. And all it hears from then on is the things it can't do and it feels the fall into the intellectual mind which begins to analyse and label and characterise everything that it sees and touches and feels. And this is the beginning of the separation that we are all conscious of as adults. We all feel there's something missing in us. We're all searching for our home, searching for happiness, searching for our soul. We're all searching for something that we all had as a very tiny child. Jesus said that no one can go to heaven unless they become like a little child. And this is why the way of the heart is the way of the child and little children don't like formal arranged gardens they like secret gardens exploration creating no grown-ups around telling them what to do and how to do it sheer bliss the intellect the mind breaks the spell of the magic the secret garden. They have to conform to our society. They have to be liked by other people in society. They have to be approved of. And our lives here, until recently, have been too much in a way of emphasised on this control and of breaking the spirit of a very young child. I think it would be wonderful for all us grown-ups to go back into a small nursery and not just watch the children at play, but join in with them. I've often thought it would be wonderful, these playgrounds that they have in the park, that says nobody over 14 can go on the swings and the roundabouts. Why can't the grown-ups have their own swings and roundabouts? Why can't we have a slider and a sand pit? Think how many emotions and feelings we could explore and, and uh, change if we had our own playground. 
if we have killed or have shut away our inner child we become spiritual cripples we are full of the head full of the intellect in all the reasons why we shouldn't and should do this that and the other we are full of mustn'ts and shouldn'ts and oughtn'ts forgive my bad grammar but that's what we're full of we've lost the wonder land now the secret garden has a gate and as I know believe in coincidences they both begin with a letter G letter G numerologically wise is a number seven seven is the inner seeker the hermit garden and gate begin with the hermit begin with the inner seeker and the way to the gate for each one of us is different there's no path laid we have to find and create our own path to the gate and when we get to the gate we have to find the key there are no instructions we have to remember where we left it and we were very very tiny we hid it somewhere so all those grown-ups wouldn't find it we hid it away somewhere secret and our inner child knows exactly where it is it can feel its way to the key it can use all its inner senses to find its way to the key the technique used is awareness once again finding our senses developing the five inner senses that partner the five outer senses and this is the beginning middle and end of psychic development is developing the five senses that we all had we all saw fairies and dreamed fantasies and we were very tiny and we cannot find ourselves through the heart unless we lose our grown-up self we have to prepare to put down all sorts of shouldn'ts and mustn'ts start to enjoy our senses enjoy touching enjoy listening little children of the Red Indian tribes were taken into the wilderness by their parents and taught to notice things were taught to observe with their eyes to feel with their hands to hear to smell which is why when the white men went there we thought that what they did was something very very unusual yet all they did was keep their inner child alive so the technique is awareness teaching ourselves once again to become aware of the world we live in death to me is not a sad thing what is sad is looking around and seeing the people who haven't ever lived who aren't living now who are dead 
apart from their head. As far as I'm concerned, the head and dead rhyme very suitably because the rest of our body is as if it's dead. You cannot reach outside yourself except through the heart. The chakra system links up the seven chakras in pairs. The odd one out is the heart. You cannot reach the heart except through the cosmic bridge and you cannot reach the cosmic bridge unless you go through the heart. These are the eighth and ninth chakras over your head, beneath your feet. These link up to the odd fraction of a note that are between the octaves. There are not seven notes in an octave, there are seven and a fifth. And the eighth and ninth chakras match up to this odd fifth which take you out of yourself for the first time. The seven is a closed circuit. The eighth is the lift in the spiral. And this is the secret of the heart because it's the complementary to the heart. And as Jesus said, you can't get to heaven except as a child. And this is how we do. We go back to how we were when we were fresh from the world of spirit when our soul, our soul's purpose was still clear in our hearts. We knew why we had come and what we were going to do. We were alive then. And our purpose for the next 70 odd years seems to be to find that purpose again that once we knew so well. Now all the senses, you know, just have two, they come in pairs. Your, your eyes, your ears, your nose. We have two eyes, two ears, two hands, two nostrils, and only one mouth. Doesn't that strike you as odd? Um, is it because God meant us to notice this, to use our senses? The very last sense we use, the child, is we learn to speak. And then, of course, as all, every parent knows, when the child learns to speak, the next problem you have is shutting it up. Because once it learns to speak, um, parents have no peace because of all the questions they want to ask. And as soon as they ask questions, they begin to analyse and use logic and character, characterise and label and pigeonhole things. Because they want to be like us. They want to be like the grown-ups. If a person channels, the level that they are channeling from can vary considerably from their own subconscious, which can hold all sorts of gremlins as well as angels. It can channel from any, through any of the, of the chakra symbols. The only channeling which is going to be higher outside of their own selves is through the heart. It's the only way you can channel outside your own consciousness. If you think of the heart, it has rhythm. It has a beat. 
And when you listen to the rhythm of the heart, listen to the beat, you want to dance. If you go to the native areas of Africa, the beat they dance to is the heartbeat, and they sing and they chant. They flow, the heart flows, the life essence flows through the heart. You can't reclaim the inner child by being serious. You can find the inner child in two ways, through humour and humility. And the clown here is something that touches all of our hearts. It appeals little children, the clown, and it appeals to very staid, upright, Queen Victoria types. The clown can act for us all the things that we would love to do. The clown can tease, can have fun, can take on many different roles, it can poke about and be curious, it can dream dreams in front of us, it can act out for us, our inner child. First thing we have to learn then is to have fun. And we go into our secret garden is to have fun in there. Not to take our secret garden so seriously that we forget to become engrossed in what we're doing. We only have fun with something. We're only happy doing something. If we're totally engrossed in it, all our attention is in what we're doing. And little children do that. Little children that, that are in a nursery school if you watch them, they are totally engrossed in whatever they're doing, whether it's playing with water or mud or playing with paints or kicking a ball. They're totally one with what they're doing. They're not doing it for a reason. Adults do things for reasons. We just can't do things because we enjoy doing things. We have to give ourselves a reason. We just can't say, well, I'm kicking a ball around because I want to kick a ball around. I'm having fun. We have to say, well, the doctor said I need exercise. Or, of course, I'm only doing it for my five-year-old son. You know, I'm not really doing it for me. We always have to find a reason. We can't admit that we're doing them things because we actually enjoy it. We're having fun. Jesus also said that you can't get to heaven except for the road that's straight. Well, by straight, he didn't mean parallel. Parallel lines never meet. The straightest line you'll get on this planet is that that you find through geodesic curves, which is the centre, the curve. And the, the quickest, straightest path between two points on this planet is curved. All nature is curved. Nature has no straight lines. If you have curves, you are gentle, you are harmonious, you are blending, you are embracing like a pair of arms, you are embracing. You are not rigid as if you were in parallel lines. The secret garden is where you find the chalice. A chalice of healing. As all anyone who's been 
had anything to do with healing knows that true healing is healing of love it's the bringing of joy bringing of miracles and this is the way that God works God doesn't work through reason God doesn't work the way you think he's going to work God is full of surprises he's full of fun he likes his joke and this is the way that life is if we learn to flow with it full of surprises, full of miracles finding the cosmic joker, the cosmic clown initiation is to expand yourself so that you are aware of more of yourself bringing joy into all parts of yourself the cosmic divine love and joy when you do that you are then ready to pass on that joy to other people but you can't pour, pass on joy through books although I'm a great bookolic you can't find joy through reason happiness has no reason we are all happy at all times through no reason we just find ourselves being happy we try to find out why we're being happy we kill it we're happy no longer we have to learn to be happy for no reason and accept that happiness hasn't got a reason it just is if we are happy for feeling joy those around us will feel happy will feel full of joy no one who is feeling happy and joyous uh, needs healing they will find their own healing here we have a monster on these, these toys here start looking at toys a bit more these are one of my son's toys and inside every monster is a hurt child inside every monster like Hitler and Saddam Hussein there is a hurt child a child that once felt wonder and joy who's got locked out of his secret garden and he's angry very very angry he feels vicious there's something that's missing and it's angry and vicious and it's going to hurt people but if you if he can find his garden that's what he turns into a lovely soft fluffy <coughs> cuddly human being and this is a little creature that I keep attached to my cross by a golden cord it's been there for quite a few years and as you'll recognize him he's the devil and the devil is what this monster is he is all the nasty vicious angry bits of ourselves we're trying all the weeds all the brambles all the bits we're trying hard to pretend aren't there at the bottom of the garden but we can't get to heaven until we go through hell it is hell cleaning through our own mess it is hell going through our own wilderness we do get torn we do get pricked we do fall over and bump our knees we do get our hands dirty going through hell there's no other way to get to heaven except by doing that so I keep him tightly uh, attached to the cross 
by uh, the cord because the cord is love, you see. As long as he's attached by love, he'll do no harm. In the Christian religion, I think the person that's come nearest to the secret garden is St. Francis and his great love of animals and nature, his, salut- his salutation to nature. And, you know, he, he gave a very rich life and went into this, uh, this wild area, this wood, and rebuilt this church that was broken down and, and created his own garden in the wood. And he communicated with nature through his own senses. Another person that teaches you about this path is Krishna. Krishna is a great joker, or that is a great joker. Uh, very childlike. He used to like tormenting his mother, playing with the cows and the, and the, and the milk and uh, up-tipped things and play jokes on his relatives. Krishna was always full of joy, always smiling, and still is. And in the Buddhist religion we have, I forgot what it's called now, I didn't, uh, Hotai, Hotai, the laughing Buddha. Uh, it always seems like sad to me to see the normal sort of Buddhas you see, they're very serious and drawn and stuck in their head. This Buddha's on his feet, joyous, hands up to heaven, smiling, happy. And he's got the secret. But he left his friend underneath a tree, I, I rather fancy, and went off because he'd discovered it. Eureka! It might have been something to do with a fruit he ate, of course, from the bow tree. <laughs> that had this, uh, this chemical in to do with serotonin, but um, never mind. Um, he did it, he made it. And I think that uh, another reason why I put on the table, the, the dolphins, the dolphins touch this magic quality in us. They're always smiling and, and laughing and communicating in words that reason can't, can't discover. The magic of the inner child It's when we learn to express ourselves from the inside out. And we look at all our pains and our aches and our compulsions. And behind all of those, all these weeds and brambles, we find our child hiding, telling us something. Ouch! So we learn to listen to the child through the body, through the senses, and recover our inner senses. A good way to find the inner child again is through relationships. (laughs) Other people, how hard it is to live with each other. We always find out all each other's worst side first thing in the morning if it's me, or, uh, you know, if, if... you know, if, you, if someone's engrossed in their mind and you're going to stiff and they can be quite, quite rabbity. And um, relationships show up where our inner child is hurting. So if people complain about something in you, in a relationship, listen to them. 
So be angry, listen to them, because they're trying to indicate something to you about themselves as well as you. So we get to the inner child too through dreams, through fantasies, through stories. Our favourite story that we had when we were a child, our favourite myth, our favourite game involved fantasy. If we can remember which our favourite story was and think of the theme of that story, that will tell you a little bit about the script that the grown-up you is living. In this secret garden, overgrown because we've forgotten it, are all the seeds of all the miracle plants you'll ever want. Rather like in the rainforest now, they're finding the plants that people have been cutting down and burning for years. In all these little plants in the rainforest, they're finding all the secret medicines and all the things we're going to need in the future. They're having a panic now because they're cutting down their, their forest, they're cutting down the gardens of the planet. So if you go inside your secret garden, you will find seeds of the miracles you need in your life to transform it, to transform it into the most beautiful garden that you can imagine. Whatever garden you can imagine, that's what you can make it into. Not the garden that I'm imagining, or anybody else's imagining, but how you imagine your garden could be. It's a secret because it's only a place that you can share with one other. One other that you trust. One that's your soul friend. The word secret begins with an S, awareness begins with an A, numerological wise they're both a number one, it's something you just do with yourself, one and one other. You do it by surrendering your grown-up self, you surrender your logic, you don't say to yourself, what did this mean? Did it come from my higher self? Did it come from my subconscious? Did it come from the woman across the room? Did it come by my, from my teacher? Did it come from the man behind me on the bus? You don't question, you just accept that whatever you see in your mind is showing you something about you. So you allow yourself to talk to yourself through your senses. Try to become more aware of each minute and every minute that you are alive through your five senses. Smell, touch, feel the chair you're sat in, feel all the bumps, feel all the, all the textures. Then you'll, you'll really live your life. You'll really live every minute you're here. And so just marking time until you can 
get out of it in some way or another. You can't find happiness through anything that you can attain. Enlightenment is not anything you can attain. Enlightenment is realisation of what you've already got. It's realisation of what you've put aside and hidden for years, that you've ignored. It's simply becoming alive to all dimensions of which you are a part now. There's no reason why each of us here can't be enlightened in a buddhic Christ way now, this minute, this moment. Let's realize real, make real. <laughs>